You like seeing those white legs of Todd Natvig? Weren't those beautiful? We are in a uh, transition time here at Messiah Baptist Church where we have to make more space uh, for our kids' ministry. And so when we had, several months ago when we were talking with this as a staff, uh, we were talking about this moment in time on Father's Day when Dan Kubish will present the children's vision for the next three years and how quickly has it come. And now I'm up here. And so you pray for me, and I'll pray for you that you would listen with intent hearts, and you pray for me that I get all my notes in the right order. Uh, but we are excited about being the children's pastor here at Messiah Baptist Church. My wife is a very vital role of that. And we just want to share our heart with you this morning on what uh, we want to do with the children's ministry. But before we start, we'd like to wish everyone a happy Father's Day, Who those of you that are dads and granddads. In fact, if, all, if you're a dad, which means, uh, or a granddad, because you would have to be a dad before a granddad, right? But any of those, if you're in that, that category, would you please stand this morning? And just, isn't that great? <laughs> Men, you have an awesome role. The influence you have on your kids and grandkids. And it's great to see men in church. You may be seated, men. It's great to see men in church. So many churches now, uh, you know, it's just mostly ladies. Men have stopped coming because of uh, they don't feel like they're getting anything out of church. It's not relevant to their lives. And so we appreciate so much our men here at Messiah. And those of you that are a guest, uh, we have a gift for you. And I want to give it to you right now. In fact, I'm so excited about this. For our Father's Day gift this week, uh, this year, we are going to give you Pastor's New Sermon Series Arcade that he just finished up on eight-track tape. And, uh, and it, you know, it's awesome. I mean, uh, we got Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, Play Till You Win, When Life Eats Your Quarter, Feeding the Machine, Bonus Round, and No Token Required. So those are available to all our men. And, you know, if you have your Cadillac Escalade out there, it'll just pop right in there and, uh, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, I, one of my favorite, you know, uh, back in 1978, Dallas Holmes uh, recorded a song called Rise Again. And I used to have an 8-track tape player. I should tell you, my daughter was with me yesterday when I picked this up. And she said, what does an 8-track look like? And so I said, well, this is what it looks like. But uh, for those teens, let's see, the teens are right here. This is an 8-track tape, all right? Uh, they were awesome back in those days. And, uh, but anyway, where was I at? Uh, uh, so we want to give this to everybody, but uh, back in 78, mid-70s, someplace in there, Dallas Home had the number one Christian song called Rise Again. Remember that? I mean, it was on every radio station everywhere. And I'd listen to that. I think it was the first track. And, but it would get right to the best part. And I'll rise, and it goes click, click, again. Remember that? Well, I found it for those teens, I want to be relevant to you, and so I got a video clip so you could see how an 8-track tape player works. So Barb and the technical guys, if you could throw that up on the screen and watch this, you'll get to know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm up against. I don't know what it's all about. I got so much to think about. Hey! All right, you remember those days? 
That's right. So every father will get an 8-track tape. And you guys are looking at me thinking, that guy's a plain idiot. No wonder he has never spoken in the main sanctuary before. I'm just teasing. But to give you that, you would say, that's not relevant. I have a Cadillac. I have a Lexus. I have a BMW. I have a Ford, a Mercury. And I have a CD player in my car. Or I have a cassette player in my car. This is not relevant. But see, what I want to tell you is I can get that same message on cassette for you. Or I can get it on videotape for you. Or I could get it on DVD or CD. Or I can even give it to you and put it on MP3 and put it on MP3 player. Or you could get it on podcast when we get that technology here at the church. The same message that's on this is on all these. But these are relevant environments for you to use. This is not anymore. I mean, now, if somebody has an 8-track player at home and you still use it, God bless you. But get a CD player, 39 bucks. But, uh, you know, but that's what I'm talking about today, relevancy. I mean, the same message, nothing has changed from that to this as a message. Pastor Hoover's voice, if it was on there, which it's not, by the way, so don't anybody come and ask for this because it's just a prop. But, uh, in fact, underneath this label is the greatest trucker hits of 1978 is what's on there. That's right. See, you know these people in the church, they know all that stuff, don't they, Lance? But anyway, the same message that's on there is on this right here in digital format. The same message, exactly the same message. And what we're getting across to our children is we don't want to change the message. We're changing the methods that we do ministry. And that is what we're talking about today, relevancy in the church. We don't want to tamper with God's word. God's word is so relevant from now and forever and back from the beginning of time. It has not changed. But our methods have to change. And the problem is this. Sometimes churches get in this problem of they take methods and they take the message and they glue them together like this. And so then you try to pull them apart and they make it one and the same. And they think because you're changing the methods, you're changing the message. And we are not doing that. But we are changing the methods. We're changing the methods, but not changing the timeless message at Messiah Baptist Church for our kids. And so remember the eight-track tape. It's still the same message, but we want to get in a different age. You know, the amazing thing is that uh, I was reading an article. Now that I'm children's pastor, I tend to get all the children's magazine piled on my desk and stuff, and you tend to, you tend to dive more into it, and I start looking at kids differently. You know, I'm, I'm in the grocery store, and I see a mom and dad and two kids, and I think, I wonder if they go to church. And, you know, right now it's less than 10% of preschoolers actually go to church on a regular basis, 10%. In fact, kids in England go to church more than kids in the United States. Can you believe that? In preschoolers, ages three to four and a half, five years old, they're on the internet anywhere from five to eight hours a week. Preschoolers. So technology has changed, you know, and what we do and how we relate to kids, it changed. You know, you realize the other thing, you know, preschoolers right now, two-thirds of preschoolers currently that are in our Sunday school classes over there, two-thirds of them, their jobs, when they get old enough to have jobs, their jobs haven't even been invented yet. Can you believe that? Two-thirds of the preschoolers will work in jobs that haven't even been thought of yet. And so we have to be relevant as a church, but we're not changing the message. God still saves. Jesus is the only way to heaven. We're not changing that at all. But we are changing our methods, what to do to reach our kids. And so we're talking about kids' world today, and I've got to get going because I've got a lot of, lot of things I have to uh, get accomplished. Um, 
Kids World is everything from babies uh, all the way through fifth grade, and that's how we classified it, and we'll be talking about that today. But, you know, uh, we, we, there's always, uh, you know, Lance loves change, and I love change, and most people love change as long as they're making the changes, you know. I mean, you know, wives love to repaint their living room and, you know, get new furniture and all that stuff, but, you know, when change happens, usually on the outside, when you're making the changes, the other person doesn't like it. Now, we realize that, and we are tweaking the ministry. It's like the guy that, that invented this mouse trap sort of thing. He had a block of wood, and he had a sharp, razor-sharp blade on the end of it and a piece of cheese and he went to the went to the patent office to get a patent and the guy said well how does that work and he said well you put the block down and you see the sharp razor blade and he said yes and he said well mouse comes up gets on the block looks over at the cheese and cuts his head off he said whoa man that's a little rough and he said besides that sharp blade you know with little kids and stuff that's not going to be good you need to go back and tweak that some and come back so a couple of weeks later he comes back in the patent office. This time he has the block of wood and a saw blade on the end and no cheese. And he said, well, how does this work? And he said, well, the mouse comes up, looks over, and says, no cheese. And so uh, we're just tweaking a little thing. Uh, and we're just trying to get it to where it's applicable for everybody to use. But uh, what we want to do in our relevant, Lance did a marvelous job last week on Joyful. This week we're talking about relevancy. And next week Rick Hopper's talking about irresistible. Now that, that does not mean Rick Hopper is ir- irresistible, okay? It just he's talking about it. And, uh, but anyway, what we want is for parents and children to come in our building. And that's why in a little, few minutes you'll see some drawings and renderings of stuff that we're going to do. What we want is kids and adults to come in and say, wow. I mean, they want to look at our building and see what we have for kids and all that stuff. And they want to say, wow, look at this. I wish so-and-so was here to see this. That's what we want to happen. We want that wow factor. We want people to come in and say, wow, man, I wish my next-door neighbor was here. I wish I would have brought my little children to this. This would have been so exciting for them to see. That's what we're trying to create because children are so, so important to us. But let's get started. I'm going to move over here to my notes so I can uh, run my computer and talk to you at the same time. This is our purpose statement for our church. We've changed the word to children instead of people, but it says our purpose is to help children make an eternal connection with Jesus Christ and with others to grow strong, to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. And how are we going to accomplish this? Our strategy is to accomplish this by creating joyful, relevant, irresistible environments led by skilled staff and volunteers, dedicated volunteers. That is what our whole thing is. I mean, our vision is that. You know, several people ask me, what's your vision for this children's ministry? That is. What's your vision for a church? That is. And so if you're confused by that, don't be. I can go back and read it to you again, but that is what our vision is for our church. And, uh, you know, and for two years, our great pastor has been preaching that to us. His vision is to reach the lost people in Wichita, Kansas. And there's many, many of them. We, don't, we, we love people when they come in and, you know, they move from another city and they need a church home and they want to be with us. And that is great. And if you're not in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church that's doing something, we welcome you. But we're not interested in transfer growth at all. That does not what, you know, we're, we don't care about the numbers, getting big numbers and all that stuff. We are about reaching the lost in Wichita, Kansas. 
and there is a ton of people out there. We're not, we just don't have everybody that we need to right here, you know, and, it, and, it's, and that's what we're all about, and that's what we're going to be about kids. And so some of you might ask, why, is, why are you so fired up about kids, you know, from babies through fifth grade? What is the big deal? Let me show you this next stat. 95% of all conversions happen in the developmental years. 95% of them. So if we miss them during those times, it doesn't look good for those kids. In fact, the next stat will even tell you more. If a person does not come to know Christ by the 18th birthday, 18th birthday, there's an 85% chance they never will. So, are kids' ministries important? Should we, should we put our effort and our time into them? Or should we just kind of make it a, a second nature thing and if it happens, it happens and hopefully somebody's watching the kids in the nursery and hopefully somebody's going to take care of them after they get out and you know, we'll just sit in here and be happy about the message and the music and go home. No, kids' ministries are important, and that's what we're trying to change. They are so important. We're trying to reach kids before they get to that 18th birthday. We want to reach them and, and connect with them and let them grow in the knowledge and wisdom of the Lord. Our, our priorities for the children's ministry. First one is finding more space for children. And, uh, you know, if you've been back to our nursery, in fact, uh, let me show you a picture. This was taken... Um, in May, and I can't remember whether it was this, honey, was it Sunday before Mother's Day? What? Mother's Day. This was on Mother's Day. Uh, in that picture, you can count, uh, for those of you that might be bored with the message already, but you can count, there's, uh, I think, 14 kids in there, or 12 kids, something like that, and there's like one, two, three, four, five, six workers, something like that, and uh, they're pretty full. That looks pretty full, but they're to- that's, I had to shoot that picture through a small window like this, and so, but the no- total numbers for that day was 24 kids and 10 workers, was in that space. And at the 14, you can see how crowded they are. That nursery is one-third over what they're supposed to be. And so we had a desperate problem. And we had to get more space for our zero through four, four-year-olds. And so we had to move quickly. We knew, I told Pastor, this is not a three-year plan because we're planning to build, a, hopefully, a, a children's building in three years. I mean, if we start right now, it takes three years to do it. And, uh, and I said, we can't wait three years. We've got to do something right now. In fact, we're to the point, if we don't do something, we've got to put a sign up in front of those rooms, say, sorry, these classrooms are filled. Your kid cannot come in. Because we don't have enough space. I mean, my wife was in there, which you'll hear from in just a few minutes. She was in there, and she was so, she walked in, and she was so terrified of stepping on a kid that she went to the corner and knelt down on her knees and just stayed there the whole hour because she was afraid she was going to step on somebody. That's how crowded it was, and that, that, and that is a great problem to have. But we're not complaining about the problem of extra kids. We just are complaining about we need to get more space quickly. And so that's what launched us and what we we're going to do. Currently, uh, and this is how the kids' ministry uh, looks. You'll see uh, the zero through two over there in that one section, and fours and fives and three-year-olds, and you see where they're at. Well, this is what we're planning on doing. We're, we're in the process of uh, doing this right here. Uh, we're going to give the babies and the crawlers in one year that whole wing, and then the two-year-olds uh, and the three-year-olds will have the office space. And so we're excited about that. We, we think that'll be a great time for them. The four-year-olds will move back to the choir room, and Lance has graciously given, given up uh, the choir room for the choir, and, and, and he knows kids are going to be a great thing. And so we're really excited about that, and we hope Mr. that... Mr. Dan! <laughs> I thought I was going to be late. Uh, you are a little late. I didn't know we were going to have this many people here to help us. Help Where should you? I put this thing? Well, you can just put it over there. Help you to do what? 
We're re remodeling. We're making room for kids, you know. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, why don't you sit it right over here, Daryl? Right, your name is Bubba, right? Daryl? What is it, Daryl or Bubba? I think we're going to need some more room. But uh, you're in the wrong place. This is for adults in here. No, Pastor Hoover and Pastor Lance, they're going to move over to that building in the back where they keep the lawnmower and stuff, and they're going to make room in here for kids. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So you're going to move all these adults down to the storage building? Well, not right now, but next week maybe. Yeah, oh. that's the plan. Have you cleared this with Pastor Hoover? No. Uh, we might have a little problem. But there is other spaces that we need remodeled. What are you good doing? Well, I just got done taking a course on electrical. Ah. ah. Uh -huh. uh, do you remember a tree that you did in Cascade Falls and you sort of had an electrical problem with that? We don't need to talk about that. Is there something else you could do, maybe, besides electrical? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's something. There's somebody for, something for everybody to work in kids' ministry. I'm sure. Are we going to need some help? We'll need tons of help. I, I went to the Home Depot, and they told me that I could do it and that they would help. Well, great. <laughs> well, great. Well, they, yeah, well, we need all the help we can get. Yeah. So... Come on, let's go. Uh, do you uh, have the name for this guy? That's Bubba Jr. I don't think that's what Dale was thinking about calling him. What is the correct Senior? name? Do you know? Junior. Yeah. He was thinking some silly name like Cosmo. Ah, Cosmo for Cosmo. It does have a ring, doesn't it? It does. Cosmo. Well, that is Cosmo. Okay. And we don't want to get Dale upset if we renamed him Bubba Jr. Sorry, Dale. But thanks for coming by. Okay. I appreciate it very much. Let's okay. give Bubba a hand. He'll be with us during kids' ministry. Uh, Bubba's going to be one of our uh, master's presenters during our children's time, and, and so there'll be several master presenters, and Bubba's going to help us out uh, do, uh, do that, and we're excited about that. But this is what it's going to look like now. Uh, the four-year-olds... Uh, um, will be in the choir room and they get a big old playground out there and the kindergarten and first will be in those rooms there. But let me just show you a great stack because we got to keep moving quickly. Uh, the one-year-olds, they go from 1,400 square feet to 2,400, two from 800 to 1,700, three-year-olds from 520 to 1,700, and the four-year-olds from 600 to 1,100, plus a 6,363 square foot playground area outside. So they're going to be set up with quite the, quite the thing. But one of the other things we want to do, uh, the, uh, get more space, is branding the kids' ministry. And that's what this guy is, Cosmo. Uh, Dale Poor and Michelle and Nathaniel and Sarah and Philip have been working on that. They hand-built that from the ground up, and it's an amazing, amazing thing. But uh, doesn't he look cute up there? But all our graphics and stuff, T-shirts, all the stuff we do, we'll have this branding for our kids' world stuff. And when we get out into the public and start inviting kids and stuff like that to our ministry and in many invites and our website and stuff, we'll all correlate with that little guy. But we have a reporter that we need to talk to. We have a reporter out on the street and stuff. And I think, guys, in the technical booth, you go ahead and try to bring up the satellite if you can. And we'll try to get them. But we have a reporter out in the field that uh, is going to try to help us. And hopefully we get the connection all right. Sometimes we have little problems with that. Micah, can you hear me? Hey, Micah. Oh, come on, guys. Let's get that tuned in just a little bit. He's there. Cute kid. 
Micah, can you hear me? Micah, yeah, can I you? Can hear me. Good. Um, I'm Micah Norman, I'm doing good today. How are you? Fine. What are you doing down here? Well, we're making a bunch of different things for Kids World. What are you doing today? Well, we got two different deals. We got the nursery. We got some things for the nursery that we're hoping to have done about midsummer, and then we got the big Kids World in the gym that we're looking about September. That way. Well, we've been working on the nursery part for about a month now. I'd be glad to show you some of the stuff. Well, what we're working on now is the nursery area with a coral reef. And uh, we've got several different stages we're in. This is kind of the beginning stage where we make form out of foam and form up the different corals and the reef formation. And then after we're done with this, this step here, we come over here, and as you can see, we're putting a concrete structure over top of all the foam to make it sturdy for the kids to be around. And right behind me here, after we get done with this, after we get done with this, we turn and we'll start colorizing it, which is what you see here in the process. It's not finished yet, but it's getting there. All right, thank you, Micah. We appreciate Micah helping out. So the next thing, we've got to refine our focus, and I'm going to quickly go through these because we're quickly, quickly running out of time. We refine our focus. We, uh, you know, there's, uh, we cannot be every program under the sun for kids. And we hate to say that, but that is the truth. Our focus is going to be the weekend. That's when we have all our guests. That's when we have our visitors to our kids' ministry, to our worship centers, is on the weekend. And so we're putting all our effort to the weekend. We want to be able to do multiple services. Anytime we want to add a service, we want to be able to add that. And starting in September, we'll be having a Saturday night service. And if we grow, that will I be at another Saturday night service. So we got to have a kids program that we can duplicate over and over and over and over again. As many times as pastor feels like we needs to be for our service time. And so that's why we have to refine some of the things we're doing. And I know, you know, we love our programs and stuff, but uh, the vision for the church is to reach the lost. And the lost shows up on Sunday morning at 9:30 and 11 and Saturday night. And so that's why we're pushing all our focus, kids ministry focus, to Sunday and the weekend. It's all about the weekend. If you can remember that. It's all about the weekend, and it's all about helping people make that eternal connection with Jesus Christ. That is what we're here uh, at doing at Messiah. And then continuing the vision of joyful, relevant, irresistible environments. My wife, Debbie, she's come up here, and quickly, she's going to have to talk fast because she talks way slower than I do. But uh, she's going to tell us about the curriculum that we're going to use uh, here in Kids World. Debbie? When we, were, um, when we were thinking about what we would want to use for our kids' ministry and we knew that we were going to refocus all our energy onto our weekend services, we, we were trying to decide what would we look for in a kids' ministry. We want to look for a place where kids can't wait to show up. 
And another thing we want to look for is a place where parents are given the tools that they need to help transfer a spiritual legacy to their kids. And then we want a place where dedicated volunteers are working diligently to instill truths in the kids that they're working with. So we, we um, did some research and we went through a lot of different curriculums. And we know there's no perfect curriculum, but we found one that we think is really great. And it has two parts. It has a preschool part, which is called First Look. And in the First Look curriculum, they teach three basic things. God made me. God loves me, and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. And all their lessons revolve around those three things. They have Bible lessons every week. They have scripture memory. They have activities that are designed just for their age group. And every preschooler from the age one up through age five will be learning those same stories each week. So as you go home, your kids are going to be able to talk to you about what they've learned, and you're going to be able to use that material, and throughout the week, you'll be able to help talk to them about the story that they learned. Everybody's going to be on the same page. The older kids are going to be using, the elementary kids are going to be using a curriculum called 252 Basics, and the reason it's called that is because it's based on the verse Luke 252, which says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. We all want our children to be like Jesus. So what better verse to use as your base for your curriculum? So the three basic things that we're going to really be instilling in our kids is that I need to make the wise choice, I can trust God no matter what, and I should treat others the way I want to be treated. All those things come from that verse of scripture, and all those things will be, ta be taught, once again, using Bible stories, scripture memorization, and activities that are based specifically for those kids of that age. So, what can my kid expect, you might be asking, what can my kid expect when they arrive at Route 252? That's what we're calling our elementary um, program. Well, the first thing when they're greeted, they'll come in, they'll be greeted by the small group leader who is going to be with them each week, getting to know them, really get to know what they're about. The group leader will probably be over about 10 kids, and, and so they'll, they'll have a familiar face that greets them right away, and they'll go to a small group time that we call plug-in, and at that time, they'll just be kind of doing some exploratory activities or something that's going to get them thinking about the theme for that day. Well, then they all go into a, a larger group called Power Up. They all get together, and somebody like Bubba, or maybe somebody with a little bit more knowledge than Bubba, will teach them a Bible lesson and, and t talk to them about the main point for that day, the main theme. And at, they'll have music, they'll have a, a time of prayer, they'll have the Bible study. Then they'll head back to their small groups for what we call catch-on. And again, they'll be with their same small group leader, the, the group of kids that they're with pretty much every week. And they'll talk about, okay, how does this relate to my life and where I am right now? What can I do to make a difference? Or how does this verse or this Bible story make a difference in my life? And the kids will get an opportunity to share with each other and talk about those things. And then when they go home, once again, all the kids from kindergarten through fifth grade have all learned the same lesson, just on their own level, a little bit different for each grade level. But the parents will be able to use that story. And there's even some online materials that you can get. And the parents will be able to use that every day as they talk to their children about what God wants them to do. We are so excited about this program. As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to read to you Here's some of the themes that they're going to be talking about coming up in the next few months. They'll be talking about responsibility, individuality, cooperation, compassion, discipline, courtesy, honesty, friendship, learning, endurance, contentment, 
trust and obviously salvation and baptism we'll be covering. So we're very, very excited about this opportunity. We think this will be a great curriculum for the kids. We think it'll be very usable for the um, parents and for the volunteers that are going to be working. And we're so excited to be able to have our entire, we've got such a skilled um, team of volunteers who are already working our kids ministry now we're going to be able to focus all their energy on this one great program that we can really get going and, and have it really be strong Thank you, uh, uh we'll quickly go through here so read fast with me we want to give the kids the opportunity to serve uh, kids uh, age 10 to 12 if their parent uh, uh, will help them we're going to allow them to help in our ministry across this church where they want to be a greeter or help in the pre-k but we want kids to get to the message that we want to work in one and serve in one even with our kids at, at that young age we want to let them know it's all right to serve god at a very young age and we're going to improve the check-in and the security we're going to have computers out there and the security part will go very quickly and then we want allowing the people in our church to use their gifts as well currently this is what our family center uh, family uh, center looks like uh, and uh, we want to change that and dale has done a rendering for us and this is what we're going to turn our family life center into it's going to be route 252 luke 252 is the license plate and all around the whole wall is going to be this highway with scenes from like san francisco bridge and and the St. Louis Arch and Indianapolis 500 Speedway. And uh, we're going to start that hopefully sometime here in July and August and then hopefully have it completed uh, before, uh, before September rolls around. But let me just read a, a little scripture for you and then uh, we'll get to the, what I'm here really for. Uh, in Matthew 18, it says, About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called the little child to him and put him, the child among them. And he said, I'll tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And here's the verse I want to talk to you about. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. And that is the emphasis we want to put on children's ministry. When you work in children's ministry, you're, according to God's word, you're welcoming Jesus. When you invite one of those little kids to come into your space, into your environment, and teach them God's word, this is like Jesus is there and you're saying, come on, Jesus, come on in. Come into our space. We want to, we want to, we want to show you what God has for your life. And that's what we need. We need volunteers. Uh, what do you think of when I say children's ministry? Some of you guys are looking at me right now. Man, the last time I was in children's ministry, I had to change 37 diapers. I didn't have enough help, and it just stressed me out. And, uh, but we want to make it a joyful place for you. And we're not asking you to sign up all three services. We're asking you just to commit one service a week or maybe one service a month. But we need lots and lots and lots of volunteers to get to the level that we need to be at. There's three things that we need to do. One is... We need space, which we're working on currently. Number two is we need resources. It takes money to do this, and we have a budget. The board has given us a budget, and we're going to do it the best we can at that level. But, you know, maybe there's someone here that says, hey, I'd like to buy the whole playground equipment for you so the church doesn't have to put that cost. Or maybe we're going to put some big trees out there in the playground, and maybe you can help us out in that area. But it's at the level that we can do it at. But the last thing, to take it to the level that we really want it at, there's one more, one more thing we need, and that's you. We only can do a kids program as good as what the volunteers are and how many of them we have. And so that is what I'm asking you today. In your bulletin, you saw that little sign-up sheet. And, uh, and I want you to take that out right now if you can. 
There's some other things I'd like to say, but we're just out of time, so we're going we're gonna to go to this. But if you see there, you, you'll see all the areas that we need help in, and you can check what service you might want to be involved in, and you put your name, if print, nicely that'd be great uh but you can just check and you know you might want to be a, a helper or a substitute a greeter we need people just greeting kids at the door they're going to be having a name badge on them with their security code and we just need somebody at the door to make sure every kid that goes in the room has that little badge on i mean that's not hard at all anybody in this room right here could do that anybody whether you're 10 years old or whether you're 97 year olds anybody could do that but we need about 10 people like that every service just to stand at the door greet the kids welcome to kids world yeah you have your badge you can go on in and it's as simple as that so there's not any difficulty to it we're going to a master teacher presenter format so you don't have to teach a small group helper or small group leader you're not responsible to figure out a lesson You'll give all the instructions, and we'll have them all ready there for you and your craft ideas and all that stuff. So that's something that anybody can do as well. But I need you to look at that and fill that out. And one last thing while you're filling that out, and feel free. If you think God has led you to do this, if you fill that out, we're going to take an offering. You can drop in the offering plate. The last thing I want to tell you about our kids' ministry is this, and this is very, very, very important. We want to make our kids' ministry not informational but relational. We just don't want to pass a bunch of information through our kids because that's not going to affect their lives. But if we can get adults and teenagers to develop relationships with these kids every Sunday, and our plan is hopefully a small group leader will follow those age all the way up. So if they're a first grade small leader, next year they're going to be a second. Next year they'll be the third grade. And they'll keep those kids all the way from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade. They'll have the same adult in their life for five years. And I'll tell you, having three teenagers right now, there will be a time in your life where your kid will not talk to you. But if he has an adult or somebody that looks up to, uh, to, or looks, uh, they look up to at church that they can go and talk to about their life situation, you'll be grateful when that takes place. And that's what we're about. We're not just trying to pass information. We're not saying, here, memorize all this and do this and quote these scriptures and read these books and all that stuff. We want to say it's more than just informational. We want it relational. relational. When I was back in Sioux City, Iowa, I was, uh, I was on radio. I was on a network of stations up there. And uh, we had a Christian school nearby, and we had broadcast their basketball games. And so uh, we'd go on the road, and I'd broadcast from Des Moines, Iowa, and, and all that stuff. And they had a pretty good team. And one time, they ended up going to districts and I think, uh, uh, Owatonna, uh, Watertown, Wisconsin. Watertown, Wisconsin. And uh, they ended up losing the first couple games, so they were out. And so they were getting to the final championship game of the, of the Christian school. And we were broadcasting the championship game. And it was between a town in Illinois and a town in uh, Maryland. And it was a very, very exciting game. I mean, very, I mean, just super exciting game. And uh, it was really close. And we, were, and we were going, and it got down to the last few seconds of the game. And uh, they shot a shot, and they tied it, so they went into overtime. And they did the three-minute quarter thing, and it went into overtime again. And then it went into another overtime. And they were in the third overtime. I mean, the place was just going crazy. And I thought, man, this is just awesome. I mean, it's on the radio. Our advertisers will be happy, you know, all that stuff. But it was just awesome. It got down to the last few seconds of the third overtime. And the team from Illinois had the ball. And they were ahead by one point. And their guard had the ball at about a half court. 
and I don't know what happened, but he just wasn't really paying attention. The guard from Maryland stole the ball and with about one second left, shot from half court and made it. And the place just erupted. I mean, three overtimes and a last second shot from half court wins you the national championship. I'll never forget, I mean, the place, they each had their own bands there, you know. I mean, this was big time, big time for Christian schools. And, uh, and I mean, the place was, you know, the, the winning team was cutting down their nets and all that stuff. And, and I, I was on broadcasting live on the radio, and I looked down at the other end. All of a sudden, I started to hear this song coming from the losing team. And they had gathered in the center court, and they were singing this song. I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory, how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wrench like me. I heard about his groaning of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. O oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me into victory beneath the cleansing flood. And after they got that last course done, the place was silent. The bands had stopped playing. The basketball teams that were cutting down their nets stopped. Everybody just stopped. And, you know, I mean, it was just that moment. I thought, wow, how did those kids get that inside them that even though they lost in overtime national championship three overtimes and we have this attitude, and so I couldn't wait to talk to the coach. There was a lot of others, and if we had time, I'd tell you the whole story. But I found the coach. We were off the air, and I went down to the boys' locker room because I wanted to meet the coach. And I, and I said, how? I mean, man, that was just awesome. I mean, that was just awesome. How did that happen? And he said, well, he said, I've been coaching this team for 10 years. And he said, the first nine years, all I did was pass information to them. He said, I told them they had to be this way, this way, this way. You read these verses and do this and read this book. You dress this way. You do this because you're going to make me proud. But he said, I never really spent any time with them. He said, I didn't know what their problems were or anything. And he said, last year I made a commitment that I was going to start meeting with my guys during the off days of the week that we didn't practice at my house and just live life together. And he said, I got involved in their lives and I realized some were having problems with drugs and, you know, sex and all this stuff. And I was telling them the problems I had with pride and stuff. And we got to be where we weren't on an informational basis of basketball, but we were on a relational basis of Jesus Christ. And he said, that's why those guys could go out there after losing the game and sing that song about having victory in Jesus. And so that's what we're about. We're not just passing information along to our kids. We want to pass relationships and live life together. But we need your help. I need you to get those cards and fill those out. And we're going to have the ushers come forward because we're totally out of time. Ushers, if you'd come forward, you'd fill that in. If you didn't have a card by chance, if you didn't get a bulletin, there's some out at the resource center, and they can, they can, uh, they can hand you one of those. But please help us. It to do you wonders. I mean, not only do we need your help, but there is a God-given spot in your heart to help people. If you're not serving, there's a God-given given spot that's empty in your heart because you need to serve. My dad, being Father's Day, you know, I got to think of my dad when I was a little kid. He would always quote the verse out of Ephesians. I think it's chapter 6, Lance, about 7 or 8. It says, everything you do, do heartily unto the Lord, not unto man. If you read the NLT, it says, with enthusiasm. And that's what we want. We want enthusiastic volunteers to help us reach these kids. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the blessings that you give us. We thank you for this time that we've had together. Uh, we just ask that you be with these ones that have made decisions.
to help with the kids' ministry. Uh, we ask that you just be with the kids' ministry, that it will grow and flourish to bring glory and honor to you. That will reach many, many kids in the Wichita area for you. And by reaching the kids, we reach out to the parents. By getting the kids to come to an exciting place, it will attract the parents to come in. And Father, please help us to do that. We ask for your blessing upon our church. In your name we pray. Amen.